Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that early childhood nerd podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. I have I have a, a question for you when we start this one. So okay, well again I started recording while you were still talking. So you thanks. don't give me a countdown, man. I said, "Are you, you ready?" You said, "Yeah." Me, you know I can't count down. I giggle. Uh. Um, for some reason, it's because of Wayne's World. Um, okay, so hey, thanks for coming back for the second part of our really serious conversation about Round the rights two. of children. Ugh. Round um, two. So we were kind of talking at the end of the last episode about children being punished for decisions their parents had made, and right. um, and our national position and reaction on that and tiffany had a question so this argument has been presented to me multiple times in facebook argument land (laughs) in the hot mess that is facebook Mm -hmm. argument land right now right uh so we're advocating for children's rights Mm -hmm. how are the uh Refugee, refugee children? How would you describe? I, I am, am calling them refugee children because it's my understanding that, um, yes, the parents are coming through, trying to come through illegally, but they are asylum seekers, which is a legal process. But, and, and again, I just heard this this morning. I haven't had a chance to fact check it. But what I heard this morning was that... Um, the 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 ports for asylum seekers have been sort of closed off so they're forced to take these other routes mm-hmm. so the children that we're talking about that are being detained and separated from their parents the parents are asylum seekers and so then i think the children are considered refugees okay okay but i think regardless of parental status i would call the kids refugees you know they're not they're not illegal comers <laughs> right and that i think that is sort of a critical uh, divergence of thinking that is occurring in our country right now. Uh-huh. We are viewing the children as not responsible. You they and me, are, we, or the country? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. You and me, we. Right. Because we believe in children's rights. Right. And we have, like, prior to this incident. Uh-huh. Uh, you and I both were advocates for children's rights. Correct. And familiar with children's rights. Right. And had and, th- I, and I had been thinking about this UN Convention for the Rights of the Child for years. Right. Before this the, came up. I have all the articles printed out in tiny print and taped to every notebook that I have. Mm-hmm. I struggle when suddenly everybody is an expert on this. Mm-hmm. An expert on rights of the child? Yes. And not necessarily the UN rights of the child. Uh Just in general, children having rights. Our our country is being faced with this moment of decision, right? Right. Do children have rights? What are their rights? Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of people haven't ever really thought about it in that way. Mm-hmm. Nor are they continuing to think about it in that right. way. But that to me but is... I, I, and I think that goes back to what I said about how we talk about valuing children, but we don't. Because we aren't willing to talk about what rights they might have. Like, even the right to an opinion. Or the right to play. You know, all, all of these... Yeah. All of these things we were very much about um, whether we can control children and then what we can get out of them. And -hmm. sometimes what we get out of them are just those warm fuzzies when they hug us and the things people talk about in job interviews about how they just love how cute kids are, blah, blah, blah. Well, they have a right to humanity that goes deeper than whether they're cute and funny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so here's the... We, we got off topic from my yeah, question. I'm sorry. That so was my fault. So here's the argument that Facebook keeps land. coming up in Facebook argument. Uh-huh. We're advocating for the rights of these refugee children, but what about the rights of children of military members? You know, I heard that too. You know, I, I think I just saw a meme that was like, you know, right now thousands of American children are separated from their families who are actively deployed. I don't think that's the... I mean, yeah, I'm sure... I, I'm not denying hardship. There right. or or you know traumatic effects there, but I think in those situations the parents have some power, or whoever right. you know the the parents have some power to stay in contact with their children as much as possible to um, th- to to manage that stress level a little bit. These right. children that we're talking about who've been separated from their parents and are living in cages on floors. Um, Who's under silver emergency. Yeah, that yeah. that is a different level of separation to, to me. And I, I'm not in any way downplaying the effect military deployment has on families. Right. Um, but but I saw that too. Right, mind. right. And, and the effects are, are different. And again, it doesn't have to be a contest. We want what's best for kids. That should be all kids. So when you bring military kids into an argument about these refugee children you're deflecting because you're not willing to engage and i'm sure there's a word for that a logical fallacy uh, word I for that say, i believe that is a is red herring red herring not a straw man right right because red he- herrings distract from the argument at yeah. hand yeah and seem on topic but aren't actually on topic right right and when i try to pull the conversation back to the original it's not because i'm devaluing that other argument or, or dismissing that other argument. It's just, it's not the same. These are two different arguments. Yes. Yeah. I saw that too. And I forgot about it. Cause I kind of, I've yeah. seriously, I've gotten into such a state of numbness about this and I feel terrible because it's my life to fight for kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I just, it's so hard. I'm already so drained just fighting for the rights of the kids that I have daily right. contact and influence over. Ugh. That to think about this this atrocity, yeah. I have you know I think we all have compassion fatigue. Yeah, a and that's bit. a sad place to be in. Right. You know what? And this is going to take it uh, maybe a really heavy turn. But the other thing that I read, we weren't heavy already. <laughs> well, heavier <laughs> turn. Yeah. The other thing that I read uh, last week was something like you know whenever we're talking about the Holocaust or other you know, atrocities that have happened over the course of human history, there's always a faction that says, how could anyone let that happen? There, There's no way that I could sit back and let that happen. I think this compassion fatigue and this 
this numbness is how it happens. Like people mm-hmm. who want to, to fight it get so broken down and hopeless that we don't know. I, I think that's a big piece of it. Because yeah. a couple, you know, a week or so ago, I was like, who wants to storm a tender age shelter with me? Let's go. Let's go get those babies. And now I'm like, God, I can't even read another story. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I don't know. Where do, where do we go with, with it now? Humanity. <laughs> it's sad. It's so sad. It doesn't, it's not that hard. Vote. Vote. God, please, yes. Yeah, November's not that far away. Vote. Read up on logical fallacies. Please. I wish I had a good resource. I have a little a graphic that someone had posted that had like a list of logical fallacies that was very accessible and manageable for me. So, can we explain what a logical fallacy is? Yeah, please. Uh, can we? Gosh. Mm-hmm. I would like to explain. You go right ahead. I'm going to look for that proper, thing that gives me the all of them uh, in a nutshell. I found a really awesome picture book of logical fallacies. Oh. And it's got like a picture and a description of each one. A logical fallacy cool. is um, is a form of argument craft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is how I'll put that. And right. there are things that sound like good arguments, but don't act, but like actually distract from the debate. Right. So you heard us mentioning the common red errors in reasoning that will undermine the logic of your argument. Yes. And I found that anytime I'm in one of those really, like just reading a thing that somebody said that just rubs me the wrong way, I find that it usually comes back to a logical fallacy. Uh-huh. Like I'm I'm mad about this cuz you're not actually discussing the topic at hand. Right. And and not every I I think a lot of times the people who are making those arguments, they're not like, "Oh, I'm going to derail this with something completely oh, off topic." Not. You know, they I, it's I re- it's I a genuine attempt. Reason, I did this recently. Right, right. <laughs> Certainly I've done it, but um but it's it's a it's a time suck and an energy yeah waste and and identifying th- that a logical fallacy is occurring i think makes us all stronger mhm right because you, you then you're able to say look that isn't an actual basis for argument yeah come back to what we're talking about come back to the facts at hand yeah, it, it just helps us craft um, more real arguments. Yeah, because so, I don't think arguing arg- arguing is a bad thing. No, I don't either. And I think we all have sort of been taught that it might be, yeah, a bad thing. Um, yes. you know the oh, everybody just come together, find a We're middle all friends ground. Here. We're all friends here. Oh God, it all starts in terrible childcare practices. <laughs> So I've got some things. You want me to read some of these logical fallacies and their their summary? So there's the hasty generalization, which is you've not studied enough examples for such a conclusion. Mm -hmm. The red herring. um, Unfortunate, but it is irrelevant and distracting from the main argument. Mm -hmm. That's the one I did recently. Mm -hmm. I'm reading up on like, why did that argument bother me? Oh, Oh. Slippery slope. The slippery slope. 
The first event will not necessarily lead to such an extreme result. If we act nice to humans now, soon they will demand constant back rubs. This is robots arguing. <laughs> I call that one the anxiety term. Uh-huh. Genetic fallacy. All humans start out as incompetent babies, so they must grow up to be incompetent adults. <laughs> Circular argument. Robots are better leaders because of superior leadership skills. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. The ad populum. Where is your robot pride? This is coming up a lot. It's like, don't you care about America? These immigrants are coming in and we're all going to be minorities because so many immigrants are coming in. It's going to be terrible. Will you send me a link to this? What is this? Um. Well, it's a it's a graphic, a look at logical fallacies. Robots should take over the world. <laughs> Premise accepted. Please state your arguments. <laughs> so anyway, you guys can look up the. I don't have to read the whole thing to you, but I like it because it's robots. Yeah, and it puts it in like a comical, easy to understand. Right. So there's yeah. Then there's like little examples that we could fill in the blanks and find. Probably that we've seen examples of each of those. Yes. In these Facebook. In meme form. In meme form, (laughs) which is our true form of communication now. Right. Or Uh, a sixth love language. Was it you who shared that? Yes. Sharing memes was the sixth love language. (laughs) They're so effective. They really are. Right to the point. All right. Where do we go now? What what, What next? Where do we With go this conversation. from here? Um, I was encouraged. Again, I've been watching the news this morning, um, which is what I do on Sunday mornings now. I sit in my robe. I drink coffee. I watch the news. Steve and I have matching robes. Oh, <laughs> you and Steve are cute. That's what we hear. Anyway, I was encouraged because they did report that maybe, in, and it's a low percentage, but it's more than I expected at this point, 5%, 4 or 5% of the children who had already been separated from their families had been reunited after this executive order was signed, which... That's- I was glad the executive order came through to stop the separating, but I was always already also pretty bleak about the prospect of them doing anything about the currently separated. So, yeah, five is a step, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Way to stay optimistic, there, man. Those poor babies. And now I'm just running through things I've heard people say that there was some some politician who said. Um, that the footage of the screaming children shouldn't upset us because children scream in childcare every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> it can't be that bad. What? Let's identify <laughs> that logical fallacy. <laughs> is that a red herring? No. What is that? I don't know. Let me look at my fallacies again. Hasty generalization? No. Moral equivalence? Yes. Could- also, just wrong. <laughs> Children don't scream like that in childcare every day. We have right? To work to make sure they don't. Right. Not like that anymore. Like that it's not, day. you know, the same as a child who spilled their milk on their pants and is mad that they have wet pants now. Right? Childcare isn't an irreversible trauma. Well, sometimes it is. Well, <laughs> but again, the difference is there are people there who can mitigate the damage. Right? Whereas the children who are in these tent cities and cages. Um, who also were only seeing pictures of boys 
I don't know where yeah. the girls are. That's troubling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think aren't even allowed to be held or touched. I read, a, you know, there was a visiting politician who was, or doctor who was told not to pick up any children. There was a story of a little girl, like a toddler in one of the tender age shelters whose diaper had to be changed by an older child because no one was supposed to be touching her till she'd been processed to perfect or whatever, you know? So I, there's, okay. it's too much like the and Romanian that- orphanages that we yeah. know had long-term devastating effects for children. Yeah. Ah. And that's when people are like, but people in the military do that. Yeah, and those children get their diaper changed by the family that they're with at home. Yes. And get it explained to them before and during and after. Right. And And if they're on a base, military child care is some of the best child care in the country. Can be some of the best child care in the country. It's always dependent on the adults who are in the building. Yes. Has a reputation for being very good child care. Let's just say that. And that's just like, that's, that's the one that makes me mad. Yeah. Not the one. They all make me mad. Mm-hmm. It's A1 that makes you mad. A1. Mm-hmm. Mm. Blah. Exactly. Uh, Hashtag blah. You're right. <laughs> so what do we do from here? I don't Where know. Where do we go from here? I don't know. That's the problem. It's one of the problems. I mean, I think one thing that we do is we don't stop our advocacy just because an executive order has been signed. Yeah. You know, we still, there's there's all kinds of sources. And and again, I'm talking about Facebook mostly and Twitter that are like, four things you can do right now. And whether it's making a call or writing a letter or sending an email or tweeting with a specific hashtag, none of those alone are going to solve the problem but we've got to keep the attention on and keep the pressure on and and do what's right for kids regardless of who we voted for yeah um you know the the kids didn't vote for any of this agreed um Hmm. call your call your representatives call your people yep yeah i was shocked at how quickly mine called me back oh really i've just gotten uh voicemail is full Oh, kind of things. And we have one here who's just super condescending. And he, you always get an email letter right back that's like, thank you for being wrong. Here's why I'm going to continue to do what I want to do. That's a paraphrase. But that's that's the tone of everything I've ever gotten from this guy. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's a peach. He lost his vote. primary. It's okay. Vote, 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 yes. vote, vote, yes, vote. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Tiffany's going to come execute my rights as a parent in the United States and spank ya. <laughs> I don't think your right is just to spank anybody. But right? if I'm their parent, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. So, that- let's start the adoption processes. I'm just going to adopt a bunch of adults who refuse to vote and spank them. That's a great plan. I, I think that's really going to be the most effective Definitely. response. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, this one was a drag, but important hey, to talk about. They can't all be fun and happy. I know. I know. Sometimes you gotta like, you know. I do know. Positive change, man. Yeah, I do know. So, um, hopefully, by the time this actually airs, there will be some more positive steps forward in the whole yeah we'll business. Have to do so. follow up. Yeah, we'll have to do a, a big deal. Where are they now? Episode. 
Um, All right. Well, thanks, Tiffany, for talking to me about this. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Come again for another episode. Bye. Bye. That's the show. Now go get your nerd on. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh. Hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids' books, you buy whatever it is you buy on Amazon, you pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows, and we really appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks.